0: And so water baptism is an ordinance of the church, a very important next step that every believer is meant to take after salvation. Uh, You know, when you read the book of Acts, you frequently see how many times as the gospel spread and the people were saved, it would say, and they believed and were baptized. It, it, It seemed as though it was almost became a simultaneous thing, or as soon as they could, they found water and were baptized. Uh, and so it is an important next step and we want to just talk a little bit about that today in this message so let's just pray before we again be, we begin excuse me father we ask you to help us to open up our spiritual eyes yeah. lord and our ears this morning help us holy spirit to gain revelation about water baptism and its meaning in our life in jesus name <laughs> amen amen all right so jesus spoke about baptism when he gave the Church, the Great Commission. We have this up on the screen. If you want to turn with us, I would encourage you to turn in your Bible to Matthew 28. It's good for us to get familiar with the Bible. We always put these scriptures, most of them up on the screen, but we don't want you to get lazy. We want you to still turn to no, we so want to help you know you. where they are in yeah. the Bible. Matthew 28, this is the Great Commission. Jesus spoke this. Starting with verse 18, he said, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority Mm. in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Mm. And so today when we go to the Y after the service, the people that are being water baptized will be baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we do that when they go under the water. And this word baptism is important to understand, okay? So the Greek word, when when it was written there in the Greek, like in Matthew 28, that Greek word baptizo means to dip or to plunge or to submerge. Okay, To dip or to plunge or to submerge. It's like when you dye a garment, if you just had a, you know, a vat of water, you'd put the whole garment in so the whole thing is covered. Or it sometimes has been used to refer to a ship that yeah. is sunken down to the bottom of the ocean. And there are other Greek words that could have been used for sprinkle or pour water on something. But the Holy Spirit inspired Mm -hmm. the writer to write the word baptizo, which means to dip, plunge, or submerge. And there's a reason that this word is used. This is why we want want to describe a little bit about water baptism today. The reason that word is used is because water baptism, by full immersion, is a spiritual reflection of what Jesus did for us on the cross Mm -hmm. and resurrection. And you might say, well, how, how does that fit? Well, Jesus humbled himself and gave up his life on the cross, right? He died and he what? He went into the grave. Yeah. He was fully covered in the grave. Uh, and then he was buried, we know that, in the grave. But it, it says on the third day he rose again in resurrection life. So when a person is being water baptized, what they're doing symbolically is a reflection of this. Yes. They're saying... I want to be, I'm giving up my life to Christ. I'm going, I'm burying my old life with Christ.
1: And when you come and up I, out of the water, yeah. glory to God, <laughs> you, I believe that you're raised to newness of life. And the Bible declares this. It's really important that, you know, Christianity is incredibly spiritual. It is incredibly spiritual. So you have to interpret it through the spirit of within you. And the Holy Spirit will help you understand this. It's, it's, I want you to take a look at Romans chapter 6. When we are coming up out of the water, we're raised to newness of life. This is a spiritual reality that happened when you were born again. <clears throat> This is a powerful spiritual experience. Again, Pastor Mamie says it's an ordinance of the church, and honestly, this is one of my favorite uh, ordinances of the church, is water baptism. It is extremely powerful. If we understand it and we have our spiritual eyes open, it's a declaration of unbelievable magnitude. It really is. Take a look at Romans 6, 3 through 5. This is um, Paul writing to the Romans, and he's inspired by the Holy Spirit. And he says this, Or have you forgotten that when you were joined with Christ in baptism, you joined him in his death? For we died and we were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives." since we've been united with him in his death we will also be raised with him in life it's a powerful truth paul saying what what dies actually what really dies when you go under the water symbolically what happens it's your old self it's your unrenewed nature that is really, in a sense, left in the water, so to speak. And you emerge out of the water a new person in Christ, empowered by the life that Jesus Christ has himself. This is why we have to be so wise in asking the Holy Spirit to help us understand the truth that we see here. You know, we die daily in 1 Corinthians 15, it says, We die daily because don't you know that you still deal with your flesh? Right. Pretty daily, isn't it? <laughs> we're taking off that old man. We're, we're first of all having the Spirit of God help us to recognize when we're acting like the old man. And so that draws us into, well, what? Selfishness, self-centeredness, self, self-gratification, uh, just simply sin. And daily we have to be aware when that flesh is raising up his ugly head, and we have to put it back in its place. Amen. (laughs) No, you died. I don't I don't that's not the way I am anymore. And so we God has given us this resurrection power by His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that's empowering us. It's grace of God. The grace of God is God's power. It's not something you just say at lunch or at dinner. It's the power of God. He's empowering you and I, if we yield to it, to live this new life. This new life. You are Christ-like if you're born again, and that's our goal, to live it out. My water baptism really comes back, and it's a public declaration. It's a public declaration that you're telling heaven, you're telling hell... That you, you're talking to the angels, you're talking to demons and whoever else happens to be in the room that I'm giving my life over to Christ. I'm going to live and my intent is by His grace I'll live out the newness of life which He's given to me. And that's why I believe that water baptism is such a spiritual reality that we've got to understand it. So when you do understand it, you can actually take part in the battle because don't you know it's a battle daily? You can go one way or the other way. you know. And this is really important for us to understand too. Because there's a lot of different teachings about water baptism. This isn't the water baptism that John baptized with. This is the baptism of the New Testament. And the New Testament, as you go through it, there's, like Pastor Mamie says, there's quite a bit of uh, baptisms in the book of Acts. It's always after a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. It's never before that. It's really important for us to understand because when we give our life to Christ, he's forgiven us of our sins. He's forgiven us our sins. And so what we're doing is reenacting that. I'm, I'm leaving all that trash in the water. I'm coming out and living the newness of life. Yeah.
0: And this is important for us to understand because many churches will teach infant water baptism, but it's a sprinkling. Mm-hmm. And the teaching often is that it, when that child is sprinkled through the prayer, that it's removing the child's sin, sin nature, original sin mm-hmm. inherited from Adam. And it, that child is saved and sealed for eternity no matter how they live their life thereafter. But a ceremony doing that, for one reason, I mean, for one thing, cannot do that. And I'm not saying that water baptism, if you were sprinkled as a baby, there was something harmful in it that way. I was sprinkled, you were sprinkled. Many of you might say I was sprinkled as a baby. Nothing harmful happened, and there is a kind of blessing to it. What's harmful is the doctrine that goes along with it. Dangerous. That says this child is now saved, belongs to God. Ultimately, heaven is their eternal home. And again, I say no matter what happens, how they live their life, if they were, people will say that, oh, well, I was water baptized, as though that was the end of the story. I can live my life now however I want. Thank God I was water baptized. You will not find that to be the truth in Scripture. That's right. a false doctrine. And many people, sadly, are believing that false doctrine. They have a false hope that eternity is secure for them. But the New Testament teaches something different. The Amen. New Testament teaches that it's upon my personal profession of faith that salvation begins in my life. Faith in Jesus. The Bible says, anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved, there right? Go. Now, now look at Romans 10, 9, and 10. This is in the New Testament.
1: This is how you uh, walk in spiritual power.
0: You cannot find in scripture the sprinkling of a child for salvation. The New Testament teaches this. Romans ten nine and 10. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord mm-hmm. and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For it's by believing in your heart that you're made right with God or that you're given his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And it's by openly declaring your faith that you're saved. There. It makes it very plain that a declaration of faith is what connects us with the salvation that's being offered to us. And it's, so it's this response of faith from a heart. Yes, That's what's necessary. And then the sin nature that we inherited from Adam is washed away and we're saved. Pretty you cannot safe. sprinkle that and have that happen to a person. A baby, let's think about this scripture, could a baby or a very small child make a declaration like this. They don't have any comprehension of what right. of their need their need for salvation. And that's part of it too. It's when a person comes to a place in their life where they recognize I have sinned against God. I'm living my life in rebellion against God. Mm-hmm. I need forgiven. A child can't comprehend that. Only an adult can.
1: The truth is infant baptism isn't spoken of in yeah. in the New Testament at all. It's not even spoken yeah. of. But what is spoken of is dedicating your children. Yeah. Dedicating your children. You can find that in the Old Testament all the way up. You know that Mary and Joseph, they went up to dedicate uh, Jesus when he was eight days old. They dedicated. And that's why we dedicate children. You know, if we're going to have a child dedication in May, and we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, as we, May approaches. Uh, the truth is, many people, when they come and find out that, well, that sprinkling, that, that child baptism, as they call it, that was me. And when they realize that that really isn't the same, they want to get water baptized. They want to do it right, and a lot of people have come up and actually said, "Well, I did it a while ago, you know, years ago, but I really I've learned a little bit more about Jesus now, and now I really want to make that commitment. I want to make a public declaration. It's important, and maybe you're here today, and you were you were sprinkled as a child, uh, you know. Again, that didn't hurt you unless. They held you under a little too long. (laughs) But, you know, many people come up and say, I was sprinkled like that, but I want to get baptized. I want to do it the scriptural way. We're, We're, you know, we have one today. Again, like Jason says, speak to us here at the end of the service. We'll have another one at the lake, which we really love, in June or July, and no polar plunge. So, you know, but here's the key. Why wait till then? Why wait? You know, so the whole thing is, is our journey, our Christian walk is a journey. And it always starts with Jesus. It's knowing God. It's knowing God. It all begins with Jesus. Jesus is the door to eternal life, the Bible says in John chapter 10. He's the way, the truth, and the life, just like Jason spoke of today, John 14, 6. It's powerful. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. And that's why our, our mission here at Community Life Church is, is so relevant. It's so important. It begins. It shows the need for people to come to Christ, to learn of him. Jesus says, learn of me. John chapter 17 says, this is eternal life. To know God the Father and the one whom he sent, Jesus Christ. It's not getting sprinkled. And many people don't even really, who will claim they're Christians, don't have a clue about what Jesus has said or how to live life after that. It's important. It's important for you and I. If you come to this church very long, we're going to tell you and push you to read the word of God because it's 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 truly life changing mm-hmm. yeah. amen
0: yeah.
1: and it is where you start to partake of eternal life more than you ever have before, yeah. because the bible is there it's actually a command he says to renew your mind to the word of God mm-hmm. and let's let's don't fall into that category like Pastor Mabing says. These people are holding on to a false hope.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's find out what yeah. true is. We've we've said this before. Lord, shock us now, not when we're standing before you and it's too late.
0: Yeah. We
1: want to be shocked yeah. now.
0: That's right. So we can make some turns. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> so it may seem basic, like our mission help people to know God. Well, do you know Jesus? And it's not enough to just know about him.
1: Right, right. Well,
0: I've heard of him. I know he exists. I know people believe in him. Yeah, 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 I know Jesus. But that kind of casual belief is not what Scripture is meaning by knowing him. Have you, have you had your sins forgiven? Have you placed your full trust yeah. in his hands for all eternity? Because heaven and hell do hang in the balance. Yes. That's what Scripture teaches. This is why the gospel is such good news, because Jesus made a way for us for free. Our <laughs> salvation is a free gift to us. Yes. And lots of people have ideas about God. They have opinions about God. You got TikTok yeah. and Instagram, all kinds of videos about God and people's concepts of who he is and how he acts. But does it line up with the word of God? Yes. This is what's important because we get to know God accurately. And this word accurate is important. Because it's just like the infant baptism. It's like, oh, yeah. somebody could look authoritative and be a minister and say, tell you something. And if you don't know the word of God, you just go, well, they, I don't know. They're, they seem to be trained. They have knowledge. So I guess it's true. We don't want to live that way. No. Not when we have the truth. Yes. Because Jesus is the word of God. It says that in John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God.
1: Hallelujah.
0: So this word is God speaking to us. How precious is that? And so we can get to know God by reading the word of God we could, and getting our mind renewed to who he is. Yes. Again, I say, like, people can be sincere. No, this is what I think, that, well, you can still be very sincere in what you believe would be sincerely wrong. We don't want to be no. sincerely wrong. And so your greatest need, my greatest need is to know the word of God, yes. begin to read it and get our mind renewed because you are going to find that the way what you find written in this book is going to often go against what you've lived like in the world.
1: Can I hear an amen? <laughs> oh so boy. there's some
0: mind renewal involved. And then the great thing about it is when we come together we could as we, you share your life you realize everybody's got this struggle. Yes. I think this way I'm still having trouble getting rid of those thoughts and mm-hmm. but as we read the word of God it's like a seed that gets sown down into our heart. Very and good. then if we if we water it and you know fellowship with other people and meditate on it it starts to take root in our heart. It's it's spiritual food. We would encourage you to be a part of our Bible reading plan. Yes. Go to the church app and check it out. You can, even if you feel like, well, I'm a month behind, so what?
1: Start where we are. Just where start we're at. where we are and, yeah. you,
0: you know, you'll be ahead by the end of the year if you, if you do something, if you do nothing, then you go nowhere. <laughs> but as we read the word of God, it begins to give us wisdom and spiritual discernment yes. about how to pray in our life, how to react and respond to the things we see in the world. Mm. Is the world not flipped on its head? I mean, if you don't know truth, you just read, you could become very gullible. Well, I guess I'll go with this group. They seem like they know what they're doing or you switch and go this way. We have to get some backbone in the word of God. And it's going to help your children as parents. Your children are gonna need to be prepared for what's ahead for them in the world. And the word of God will give them confidence and identity, who yes. God made them to be. He will give them purpose in this life. The world will tell you this is the way you're going to find happiness and purpose. God has a plan for your life, He's had it from the foundation of the world, scripture says. That's right. That's awesome. And it's a mystery to us until you get into the word of God and begin to read. That's right. And so as believers, we are to be upholders of truth and Mm -hmm. and the people who bring the light in the dark world. And so many are growing fearful, you know, since COVID especially. Anxious, Mm. angry, more hopeless, more just scattered, not knowing where to look. But there are answers. The good news is there are answers that we can find and hope. That we can find in Christ and, and in, as we read the word of God. And that, those answers come to an honest seeker.
1: Yes. You know, answers
0: d- don't come to somebody who's like going, well, I don't know, whatever. No, the person who's asking and, and wants to know truth, the Holy Spirit, God will reveal mm-hmm. truth to that person's heart.
1: That's true. That's a promise that God himself gave. Yeah. If you seek him with all your heart, you'll find him. He
0: That's will right. reveal himself.
1: And it all begins with knowing Jesus. It really is. I mean, John seventeen three, and we get to know Jesus through His Word, just like Pastor Mamie said. He is the Word of God. And so it's so. this like, well, I like this part. I don't like that part. Well, that's you got to pull the dump lever on that. To tell you the truth, you really do. It. This is. This is. This word is forever settled in heaven. Amen. Yeah. This is where you will find. God's purpose and will for your life, where you came from, what you're supposed to be doing here, what the future holds for us. And it's an age to come, ages to come, the Bible says. Not just an age to come, ages to come. We we find purpose, not like, well, in high school they always say, what what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? What's your purpose? What do you think you're going to do? And then you just invent something. (laughs)
0: come on and you write a paper on it
1: and And I've heard this before and so you start to climb the ladder of your purpose and then all of a sudden you get to the top and you find out the ladder's against the wrong building it's where you find his purpose for you and just like what Pastor Mamie said you know in Ephesians it says that he loved you before the foundations of the world
0: and he has good works, it says in Ephesians
1: 2.10. 2, 10. Yeah.
0: You're his workmanship, created to do good works which he predestined for you to do. That's right. That's a pretty awesome thought that God had your destiny in mind right from the beginning.
1: Before the world was even formed. Yeah. He's a good God. Amen. You know what? And he has a purpose for your life that will bring others into the realization of who Jesus is. He is the savior of the world. Yeah, He wants us to experience his life. He wants us to experience this resurrection life. And you do that through the spiritual reality that we live in. This earth isn't just... There's this whole spirit realm right here, right now. And we've got to... God is asking us to live in both of those realms at the same time. And how we understand that spirit realm is through the word of God. And he wants you to experience the abundant life that Jesus bought and paid a price for. He paid the price for everybody on the planet because he loves everybody on the planet. He gives them this opportunity. Will you turn to me so I can forgive you of your sin? This is, that's, I mean, this is, this is so important. Know God. Find purpose and experience life. It's so vital. And the life that we're going to experience is powerful. It's, this is the overcoming ability of God placed within you. It's the freedom to be liberated from shame and sorrow and sin. Do you know what that's like? Yeah. I do I mean we all have a B.C. before Christ and we've all done some stupid things or am I just the only one in this room <laughs> the key is when you come to Christ that's all for- forgiven when you're a, you're a genuine seeker of Christ that's all forgiven you, you know the, again he says that he can present you to God the Father holy and blameless without fault If we continue in the faith. It's a gift. It's a gift. You know the Bible declares when we do that. In the spirit which we've got to understand. You're translated out of one kingdom into the next. Instantly. Instantly you're changed. You know you're going to still look the same. But that's why we have to know what God has said we've become. We've got to find it out. We've got to understand. The Bible says we're new creations in Christ. New creations in Christ. Old things pass away. All things become new. And all things are of God. Do you know what that word means, translated? It means to move from one place or condition to another. I like that. I remember that old self. I like the new self better. Amen. <laughs> we're into God's kingdom now. We've been invited into his kingdom through his son Jesus Christ. Look at this. This is really important in Colossians chapter one. And we're going to read thirteen fourteen. Colossians chapter one. See, these things are spiritually understood. And it's through your your spirit, with the help of the Holy Spirit that you can actually experience these things that we're talking about. You can know that these are real. You can know that this happened to you. You can stand strong in the face of adversity. That's what it says. He's delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This might shock you, but before you were a Christian, you were under the domain and authority of Satan. That's pretty lousy, isn't it? And the best deception is not let you know it. And he does that in a variety of ways. Oh, yeah, I watched TikTok. I know God now. <laughs> He'll let you go all the way to the end. And all the time, the Holy Spirit is knocking on your heart. Hey, 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 hey. But when you're born again, that dominion, that authority that Satan had over you is gone. Instantly gone. Gone, gone. And we need to fortify what has happened in our lives by reading the Word of God. Look what it says here in Ephesians chapter 2. You know, the Bible declares in 1 John 5, 19, it says the whole world is under the domain and the power of the evil one. But there's good news there, too. The Bible declares that Christians don't belong to this world. Our citizenship's in heaven. Ephesians 2, verse 2 and 3. You used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of this unseen world. He's the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live this way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. (laughs) By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Yeah. So
0: what is that scripture actually telling us then? All of us used to live that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just remember when I first started to read the word of God, it just opens your eyes to see. Now, wait a minute. You know, I never made a pledge to the devil. You likely never made a pledge to the devil. But right. You actually don't have to because Adam and Eve, you know, are, who are our original parents, mm-hmm. <laughs> we inherited their, the sin. So we came under the prince of the power of the air. And now, everyone born into the earth is born with a fallen nature. And so, we automatically, just by default, you're, you come under the influence and dominion of darkness. And there are plenty of people that don't understand this. Yeah. Lots of, majority of the earth don't understand this. Uh, and there's actually no way to rid yourself right. of that sinful nature. That's kind of the. The startling part to think about because the ultimate end of dying with a sinful nature is eternal death you die in your sin that's what the gospel is trying to tell us you can't do enough good works to merit heaven amen you'd have to be perfect never sin and Anybody? I guess we're all, you know, we're all in the same sinking boat. (laughs) For all of sin, scripture says, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all need help. We all need forgiveness. And the beauty of the gospel is that salvation is offered to us as a free gift because of what Jesus did for us. The Bible says in Ephesians, it's by grace that you're saved through faith. It's by God's grace. And it's, this is not of yourself. It's a gift from God. Yes. And so when we exercise our faith to receive the gift, then that's all that is necessary really. And of course, Satan doesn't want you to ever hear that or understand the gospel. Right. You know, we live in America. You would think we would understand the gospel the most, but I'm convinced mm. that I guess because if you think if you're sprinkled as a baby and then you could just live any way you want, if you think that's the gospel, it's, it's an error. Yes. And so Satan doesn't want us to understand the truth. He doesn't want us to understand the gospel. Right. The good news. He wants you to think God's mad at you and that you need to work your way into the, somehow the goodness and grace of God in order to be saved. or that. Like, none of this matters. He'd he'd rather you just maybe think, I don't, the devil doesn't even exist. God doesn't exist. Just go through your life and sort of like this, hope for the best when you die. (laughs) Scary. You know, but the spiritual reality is this, that there is behind the scenes of everyday life, I would say, an epic spiritual war going on for the souls of hearts of men and women and children. Yes. And eternity does weigh in the balance. And so this, just to, to give a little bit of background on this, the, the created angelic being that we now know of as Satan or the devil, and, and Satan is not his name, the devil is, we know is a kind of a title, but Satan is a title too. Yes. This actually means the adversary. So when we speak of Satan or the devil, which, which in the Greek is the word diabolos, that also means adversary or slanderer. So they, these, this name means these, they're opposed to God's righteousness in every form, a hater of God's righteousness. Yes. And the adversary, if you will, was originally created, a glorious cherub archangel yes. that was around the throne of God, covering the throne of God. Yes. Sometimes, you know, in one of the, I think it's the, the Latin version, he's labeled as Lucifer and yes. called the shining one. But he was a beautiful, anointed, angelic cherub who existed in eternal ages past. We don't really understand a lot, but we do have some glimpses of it in Scripture. Yes. Who rebelled against God. In his heart, he wanted to raise up his throne higher than God's throne. I will lift up my throne higher than God's throne. And he convinced a third of the angels to follow him in that rebellion. And they all fell because of pride and sin, and God cast them out of heaven.
1: Yes. And we and, see Satan's influence, you know, of tempting God's creation in the garden. Adam and Eve, they it, you've got to understand the spiritual reality that happened. Rather than submitting themselves to God and not uh, eating from that particular tree, they submitted to Satan and ate of the tree. And then this this spiritual death lodged inside of them they couldn't get it out there's no way they could get it out Uh, they then god released them kicked them out of the garden banished them (laughs) he kicked them out of the garden and that was a great thing too because the bible declares and gives an indication that if they would have eaten the tree of life at that point they would have forever been stuck and not been able to be released from uh, that sin nature It's, it's, you've got to understand, that's why you've got to read the Bible, because it's so full of insight and wisdom. Uh, And not only that, that sin separated them from God. And that has been passed down to every single person who walked this earth except Jesus Christ. And that's why he was born of a virgin, and that's why this was particularly, he was free from that, that sinful nature, Uh, There is no way humanly that we could actually change that out of our spirit and look around. What has it done in this life? Read the news. Look at selfishness, hatred, greed, abuse. The destruction of sin is everywhere. Just watch the news. And this deeply grieved God's heart because he loved us before the foundation of the world. And he wanted us back but he's a God of justice. Everything has to be legal because this book is a legal book. In the spirit, that's a legal book. So the only way that that could ever change is that the sacrifice of God himself and that's what he did. Jesus made and opened the way back to the tree of life through his death, burial, and resurrection. And it's a free gift. It's a free gift. Like Pastor Mamie right. says, she's quoting scripture. It says, anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And it's not a casual, hey, Jesus, Jesus." that's short for Jesus. You know, we're cool. No, you, you surrender your life. You humble yourself yeah. before him. Because the situation that we were in, there was only one answer to it, and that was Jesus Christ.
0: And so we say this because uh, we, we really sh- need to understand the, the warfare that yeah. we do enter into or our eyes get open to. We're actually, you know, before this, we're blinded to it. But once you be- give your life to Christ, you begin to recognize the tension yes. that is there. But what we have to know by Scripture is that because of what Jesus did for us on the cross... He, was, he took our sin penalty on the cross, and he soundly defeated Amen. the works of Satan. He soundly defeated the work of the devil, Satan, and, all, and really all of his works, at eternal death. Yes. Uh, when he shed his blood on the cross, he paid the penalty in full for the forgiveness of our sin. And so the victory that he got for us, he didn't need the victory. <laughs> He did it for you and me.
1: Hallelujah.
0: So the victory over sin that Jesus gained for us at the cross over sin, I say it again, and the devil and all of his works and eternal death. Mm -hmm. It becomes your victory. Now. Now. (laughs) Um, He made us righteous now by faith. Now you are righteous. You're not going to be, if you gave your life to Christ He's made you righteous before him, to stand before him. This is why he says, come boldly to my throne to receive mercy and grace in time. And often we look at our failures and our shortcomings and things, and it's like God doesn't want to talk to me. Yeah, he does want to talk to you. Yes, he does. He wants you to come close to him. Because the closer that we come to him, the more we understand who he made us to be, how much he loves us. Mm -hmm. And then it gets easier to put away the past. Come on. Because you recognize what he's given you you recognize the inheritance he's given you and we are we walk out this truth of the victory over sin and satan we walk this out by faith yes we believe this by faith look at what it says in colossians 2:10 this is the amplified
1: it's really good
0: it says and you are in him in him colossians 2:10
1: Spiritual reality.
0: And you are in him. Made full and having come to fullness of life. In Christ, you're filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. In other words, in your spirit, because you've been born again, God gave you his nature. He gave you his righteousness. I mean, this is sometimes hard to wrap our head around, but he has raised us up that high. Without much glory and honor that he gave that the Father gave Jesus, Jesus says, I'm giving this to you. Right. That's a pretty great identity, isn't it? <laughs> yes. And it says, and he, he and he is the head of all rule and authority. Yep. This is Jesus, speaking of Jesus. He is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. See, we're talking now about Satan and demons that still want to tempt you in this life as we go through this life. But you have to notice, like in the first part of that scripture, it says, and you are in him. There we go. Our life is hidden with Christ in God. These are spiritual truths that we must meditate on. You are in him. And then go to the next part of that. He's the head of all rule and authority. So Jesus crushed the head of Satan. Yes. Yes. And he, he's given us his authority to walk through this life. So the things that dog us, the sin that dogs us, and even personality traits that we feel like we just can't get rid of, by the grace of God, he'll help us Amen. To overcome. And Satan is jealous of you and your relationship with God because he lost his position.
1: Yes. And we were and afforded you've been a, something that he didn't. That
0: he'll never be able to get. <laughs> and when he sees that a fallen creation, like he's fallen, but this this creation was, is forgiven and welcomed back and able to be adopted back there. into God's family and welcomed Thank into you, eternal Jesus. life and the tree of life <laughs> and eternity forever with God, God. he hates that. Yeah. And so, of course, he knows he can't destroy God, so he goes after his creation. Yep. And this is where our warfare comes in. But this is where knowing our victory in Christ is so important. You know, the devil, we know, would be under Jesus' feet, right? Well, if we're in the body of Christ, where is the devil in in regards to us then? Come on. He is under our feet. Yes. These are just powerful truths that we must meditate on. You're not going to get this in one sermon. I mean, I've been meditating on this stuff for 35 years, you know, yeah. and as even as we were doing the message, it was like, oh my gosh, Lord,
1: Get on this your is knees really and true, you know, so you have to keep
0: <laughs> thinking on it and acting upon it. When you come up against things in your life, you remember, wait a minute, devil, right. you're not having my family. Yes. You know, I'm speaking Jesus and in the name of Jesus over this situation, he has all authority over you. We have to begin to talk and pray and act. Yes. And believe because it's true in the spirit that so many Christians, when you don't know this, are living far below oh. their inheritance that we've received in Christ. Come on, Many are just completely blinded to this truth that, that we're sharing with you today. The yeah. authority we've been given, still living under the oppression of the enemy. They're praying and hoping God do something. And the truth of the matter is sometimes God may turn it around and say, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting on you. Yes. So rise up in the authority I've given you and speak. Speak to the mountain. You know, and tell the devil. It says in scripture, you know, James 4, 7. That's that right. Submit. To God. To God.
1: And resist and do the what? devil.
0: What does it say to do? Resist the devil.
1: And what, is it what does it say? He, he will. I like that word will. He will.
0: But who's going to do the resisting in that verse?
1: That's right. We are. You're right. We are. God's not
0: going to, he already did his work on the cross. The victory belongs to him and to to us as his children.
1: Some things aren't going to budge in your life until you step into the authority that God has given you. And what is authority? The authority has been given to us by Jesus Christ. We renew our mind to that authority. And what does he say? He says, speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. It'll be removed. So that means, it goes back to Romans. Where's the power in the spirit? Well, it dwells in you. It goes back to Romans. It says, you believe in your heart and you speak with your mouth. Therefore, you speak to the situations. You find scripture. You take a look at it. You know what? Wait a second. He says, he has delivered me from the domain of darkness. That means it's a past tense thing. He has delivered me. Go to Colossians two. I think we're close to it, 12, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Colossians two twelve and through fifteen. Look what it says here. Again Father, I'm just asking you to saturate us with your with the Holy Spirit so that we see something that we haven't seen before and that we get a glimpse of it into a place where it's experiential knowledge that we can actually know this happened to me. And for those who aren't born again, that they could desire it. It starts with knowing Jesus. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him, you were raised to new life. Because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins. And because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, and he forgave you all your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us, took it out of the way by nailing it to the cross. And this way, he disarmed. Everybody say disarmed. Disarmed.
0: disarmed. He
1: disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them in the cross. Yeah. Praise that's, God. That's, yeah. that's a real, reality that we can live in. I mean, and it's, it's a, is anything going to, Jesus going to be afraid of anything? No. No, and so you're in, in him. And the more you renew your mind to him, the more authority that he's going to allow you to walk in. This is really great. You know, again, water baptism, we, we die with him as we go under and we come up to newness of life. The early church, I mean, the early church, the, the, the people that were right after the apostles, that were uh, disciples of the apostles. The second second and third uh, century. When water baptism took place, it wasn't only just done as a profession of faith, but it was also a common practice for them to renounce the devil and all his works, making a clean cut from your past, stopping it from continuing on. Why did they do this? is because the same reason why we want to do it, is because we want to stop any connection, any kind of legal claim the devil has on us. It's like what Pastor Mamie said. You didn't have to make an alliance with the devil. It's just that because we've lived in this place, we've been tricked and duped and deceived this whole time, and we have accidentally even agreed with him at times. And that opens the door for him to say, yeah, well, they've invited me. And so what we need to do is just make that public confession of renunciating the devil. And it's just acknowledging God's authority over your life and that the devil is no place. Just like Jesus says, the prince of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. We can say the exact same thing. He has nothing in me. Because spiritual power is released... When you believe in your heart and you speak in your mouth. Yeah,
0: just
1: like at salvation. At salvation. Yeah. What is, why does it say a creation story? And God said. Mm-hmm. That's a clue for us, guys. Yeah. God said. And it's just like the storm on the, when Jesus says, Wake up, Pastor. we're going to die. We're going to die. Don't you care? And he gets up and he's mad at him. He says, Where's your faith? He's waiting for them to speak to the problem. Speak to your mountain. And that's why we do these renunciations. It's it's powerful. Because there are many times that we don't even know that we made some kind of alliance with the devil by the dumb things we've said about ourselves or things that we watch on TV or the Internet. Amen? So what you want to do is break the Satan's power. No more continuing working with that. Stop his influence in your life. Resist. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you.
0: So this common book of prayer, which was back in the 1500s, that was compiled, yeah, really a collection what... of prayers and of ceremonies too that the church would do a lot of it from the early church. Mm -hmm. It was handed down like through the earliest records of the church fathers um, called a common book of prayer, but the person being baptized fully immersed was asked to declare some things before they made their public uh, water baptism. And some of these were renunciations of, of their connection with the devil and any of his works of darkness. And as we read about this, and this, this, this past summer we were reading about it, but this was after our water baptism at Moraine. And we began to think, you know, I think the Lord wants us to have this as a part yes. of our water baptism. Yeah. That there will be some statements that the people will make before they go into the water. And we have a few of them up here on the screen. Actually, three of them of these renunciations. Um, and what pe- what does renounce mean? Renounce means I cut ties with something. I disown this. I'm saying goodbye to it, yeah. which is really what's happening when you go underwater. but if do we are we maybe have a He's working on
1: it right now. We need a Here's new computer the re- back there. No.
0: <laughs> There's three there of we go. them. There's <laughs> three of them here. These are the three that I have written on a, we, we wrote them on a piece of paper, and the three people being water baptized today would like you to say these before, and then there's an actual affirmation afterwards of your belief in Christ. But it, the, the, the first is, I renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God. Yes. And I... Thinking about it, I'd like to say, and myself, that have, re- that have come against me. Yes. Because this is what we must declare over our life. I renounce the evil powers of this world, which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God. And so we're renouncing our connection with the evil powers. There may be things in your life. I mean, people have dabbled in a lot of stuff before they come to Christ. New age things. sorcery, sorcery, pornography, just all kinds of things that gives, like Pastor C was saying, a foothold for the devil in your life. And without our sometimes openly declaring, I cut ties with that in the name of Jesus, it doesn't budge. You can be saved, and sometimes these addictions and things just want to hang on to your life. And it, it often takes... An open realization, I'm going to renounce these in the name of Jesus. And so we renounce also the evil powers of this world, which, and we could even say have corrupted my life. Yes. And are destroying the creatures of God. And then I renounce all sinful desires that I've had in the past that have connected me to the devil in the kingdom of darkness. I renounce them all. All those sinful desires that draw me from the love of God. And I believe that powerful things happen with Amen. that kind of a confession.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We like to have people at water baptism say why they want to be water baptized, give a little testimony of, you know, what brought them to this day. But I believe the Holy Spirit's having us have these renunciations also spoken. And then declarations of faith.
1: Yeah, right after that. Then the, these, these were taken right from the book of common prayer. It is, the next one is, I'm turning to Jesus Christ and accept Him as my Savior. I'm putting my whole trust in His grace and His love for me. By His grace, I vow to follow and obey Him as my Lord. And then the person would be water baptized. And again, like Pastor Mamie says, we're going to have these printed out so that when when you're being water baptized, you make this clear cut from the things that have held you back and a lot of times people don't even know it
0: and there are demonic forces yeah that have come against us in our life you know sometimes this topic can be controversial but even just in our reading this week pastor ben made the comment and i noticed it too that you know jesus cast out the demon that was in the synagogue i was like wait demons come to church enter into church yep (laughs) and so there are demonic oppressions That sometimes are in our lives that aren't going to go away until we take a stand and say, I'm in Christ, and I'm using my authority in Christ to speak to this mountain in my life. Mm -hmm. Because evil is not just a concept. This is some of what the world will say, well, what is evil? It's not just a concept. There are real demonic spiritual beings who seek to oppress people. Yes. And... Make people, men, women, even children, you know, captive to do their will and become evil like them. Right. We're seeing a lot of it in the world. Take a look at what you see happening yeah. in the daily news and you think, this is demonic. But the good news is Jesus has soundly defeated the works
1: of Glory the devil, God.
0: the forces of darkness. Remember what that was scripture we saw. You have been translated out of the domain of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. Glory and so when we approach water baptism with that mindset, yeah. by faith in the power of Christ, like I am a child of the living God. I'm doing this publicly. I'm publicly saying goodbye to my old life.
1: And leaving it under the water. Yeah, that's
0: been dominated by Satan and sin and fear of death and disease and demons and mental anguish and all kinds of oppression. Yeah. That sin brings in our life. And by doing this, we're saying, God, I'm giving you full control. Right? I'm breaking soul ties to things from my past. Yes. And when you give God full control like that on a confession of faith, <laughs> things are broken off of your life. That's right. We expect to see things broken. Amen. Even today at a baptism. Yeah,
1: yeah. and if you, if you today, you, you realize that, you know what, I really do want to get water baptized today. Uh, come and see us after this service. And I want to remind you that uh, we want to show up there at 1 o'clock at the YMCA, and then at 1.15 we'll start the ceremony. And we have to be out of there by 2 o'clock. So. <clears throat> but we want to end by giving you an opportunity to uh, know Jesus. Uh, again, like we said in this message, that all things begin with Jesus. Yeah. You know, Your God-given destiny begins with Jesus. And that he died on a cross, taking on your sin. All of it he took on your sin. He willingly took on your sin, your personal sin. There was a sentence from God the Father that sin is required, death is required. And the only thing that could have freed us was the blood of Jesus and him willingly taking our place and dying on a cross for us because you and I could never pay that price ever because it it cost God his life Jesus willingly paid the price that you owed and he went into the grave three days Jesus said he went into the belly of the earth paying the price of your sin and my sin then on the third day he rose again from the dead do you know why Because the Bible declares, he rose again from the dead when you and I were justified. Again, like Pastor Mamie said, he didn't need to do that for himself. He did it for you. He did it for me. And what does it take? It simply means I'm giving my life to Christ. I'm surrendering all to him. I'm surrendering all to him. If that's you, I want you to just simply raise your hand and you can put it back down. <clears throat> You're willing to give your life to Jesus right now and have your sins removed from you. New life starting today. And the Bible declares today's the day of salvation, not tomorrow, today. Today is the day of salvation. Anybody? Let me give this other invitation. You know, with. We all miss it. We all fall. We all make mistakes. We all sin. Even as a Christian, we still sin because sometimes we're duped and make mistakes like that. Other times, we don't know our authority and we fall into the trap. And we get stuck in the trap, get stuck in the trap, get stuck in the trap. And in your heart, you hate this and you just... You know what? Right now is the time to get it right with God. Now's the time to say... Father, I have sinned against you. I know it's wrong. It seems like I get pulled into this all the time. I'm asking you to forgive me, and I'm asking for that clean break. I'm going to make those confessions. I renounce the devil and all his works. I ask you to forgive me, Lord. I ask you to renew a right spirit within me. And I ask you, Father, to empower me to say no to sin and yes to righteousness. Because I want to live for you from this day forward. I want you to be my Lord. I ask you for a heart to obey. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.